you are on this earth for X amount of years. And while you are here, you are going to go through different journeys and different paths. Some are good, some are bad. But at the end of the day, when your time comes, what will you do when you look back? What discoveries, what experiences, what good experiences and bad experiences have you had? That's number one. Number two, how many other people have you actually impacted by changing their life? As a young mother, I experienced a paradigm shift that transformed how I saw education and ultimately the world around me. I started this podcast, The Luminous Mind, to connect with and learn from people who are disrupting the status quo in how they learn, educate, and live in the world around them. Prepare for a paradigm shift. Light a candle, light your world. Benjamin Franklin said, instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. You're listening to The Luminous Mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. Today's fire starter is Mark Kumar. Mark is a lifestyle entrepreneur and a coach for entrepreneurs to help run successful online businesses by sharing their own advice. Mark has great content on YouTube as well as Instagram. Check him out there. Welcome to the Luminous Mind, Mark. Hey, Rebecca. Thank you for having me on my show. I'm really excited. I know we're going to have an amazing time and I can't wait to get this party started. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm glad you think it's going to be a party because that's what we try to do is be at least entertaining to keep people listening. So that's great. Well, I'm so excited to have Mark join us today. Like we talked about in our bio, he's a lifestyle entrepreneur and he likes to help people be able to take the things that they know and make successful online businesses. And I think the coolest part is that Mark is much a self-taught person. Mark, before we get into any of that though, do you wanna just tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Sure, absolutely. Hey guys, my name is Mark Kumar. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. And those of you who may not know what a lifestyle entrepreneur is, is pretty much it's a person who knows a specific skills and then they go and monetize it on it. For example, one of my businesses, early stages, I was a photographer. I have learned that skill, how to take pictures by taking my family pictures of the people that I know and then went on to create a business out of it by taking the uh, portraits, wedding, fashion shoot, and then turned around, took it in online by teaching other photographers how to do that. So if you have a skill, it doesn't really matter what kind of skill it is. Even if you are an auto mechanic, car repair, car dealership, doesn't matter. Whatever skill that you have, you could totally monetize that online by teaching other people to do that. Go best way I could actually validate this idea is like whatever that you're learning right now, doesn't really matter what Whatever that is, whether it will be a carpenting or gardening or how to fix your car or whatever, somebody knows that particular skill. And then I show you how do you take whatever skill that you know and monetize it online. That's cool. Do you ever help as a lifestyle entrepreneur, help people figure out what skill? Because sometimes we don't think we have skills. Um, I know a lot of people that come out of, you know, the K through 12 system, they don't feel like they have any specific skill that they're good at. But do you have a way to help people discover whatever that skill might be? 
Oh, absolutely. I have this like this thing called the midnight test. Literally, it's the midnight test. What that means is, if you know a specific thing or a specific skill, I come to you and wake you up in the middle of the night and ask you a question related to your skill, and you can like kind of rub your eyes and get up and answer it. You can monetize that skill, and that skill, you know it like the back of your hand. That's really cool. That's actually a, a good way to kind of understand that. I mean, if, if somebody asks you a question, like you said, you're super sleepy or whatever, and you can answer that question, obviously you have a skill to share. That's great. Well, do you want to give us some background information? I mean, we talked about how you were a photographer and you did that kind of thing. I know you've started several businesses that we'll probably talk about. What's the background into why you began thinking about this process with lifestyle entrepreneurship? Well, the reason why I started this whole lifestyle entrepreneur journey is because I was one point in my life where I couldn't balance my business life and my personal life. Either I was really good at my business life and then my personal life kind of took a, a snag, if you will, went into the back burner. And I was like, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way in which I can enjoy or fulfill a happy healthier and balanced life. So what I came up with it was the process called uh, business personal integration life. And that's where the whole entrepreneurial lifestyle came in. So I enjoy photography. Like for example, my first business, which is a photography business, I got a camera for my Christmas and that was like my personal life. And then I went around and like, hey, let me get this like new toy that I got. Let me learn how to do it. And once I learned how to do it, and I'm like, okay, that's great. And then I took a pictures of one of my family members. And those people went and told other people like, hey, Mark is professional. He has a camera. He could take a picture. And then I'm like, okay. And then they wanted to pay me for it. Going that route, I never felt like I have ever up until now, this is going like 10 years. I have a work a day in my life because I enjoy it because I'm putting it in my personal life and then turn around, monetizing it on it. So that's the way it is. I think anyone can truly do this because not only have done it in one business, I've done it four different businesses. So trust me, anyone can do that. So the, my first business was the, the photography. And then I went into the web development industry, which is completely, completely different. And then I went to the fitness industry, which is like even like completely 360 degree different. And now into the podcasting industry. So I have tested this idea out in four completely non-related industries, and it works like a golden charm. Well, and that's cool. I want to explore that a little bit more. I think it's cool that you talk about like you're basically taking life, you're just your regular life and then blending it with, you know, what you would do as a job. But I think it's interesting. How did you go from four different industries? Did they end up snowballing together or did you use that kind of, you're like, okay, whatever I'm interested in now, I'm going to learn about and then Master. Actually, what actually what happened? I scratched my own niche when I was doing my photography business, and I did the whole professional photography business and everything else, and I didn't have a website at all. And then I went into look into hire somebody else. And at the time, I couldn't really find somebody who like who can build the website that I wanted because I have like very specific need. I want a website to look like this, and that was that. And then 
did find somebody like, like later on and they wanted to charge me $20,000 for a simple five page website. I'm like, that's crazy. And then what I did was I went into and taught myself literally how to program a website. I'm not talking like WordPress website, but actually HTML, CSS, JavaScript, so on and so forth. And I kind of fell in love with it. And one of the projects that I was working on, and it's really interesting and intriguing that I literally did not sleep for 41 hours. I mean, I don't know anybody else who can just be so passionate and dedicated and just forget about sleeping for 41 hours. So like that right there, I'm like, I'm on to something. Like I was so enjoying it. And then same thing, what I did with the photography business. I told other people like, hey, I can create your website for, I don't know, like first it was like 50 bucks, went into 100 bucks, went into five, then 2,000, 4,000, so on and so forth. And then one of the company, it was like a, a multi-million dollar company who I created this project for and it, literally saved them $1.6 million in the course of nine months. So that was huge. And then, you know, the fitness industry, how I got into that, because sitting behind a computer, six hours or rather 10 plus hours a day, seven days a week, and you have zero exercise, yet your body takes a toll on it. And I became very, very unhealthy to the borderline where I was, about to get to where I was going to have a diabetes in my health problems and all. And the reason why, because my parents have diabetes. So I was at a borderline to becoming a diabetic. And at the time I was weighing about 270 pounds, wearing two XL shirt and 42 size pants size. And I'm like, and I went to the gym and literally the trainer told me, if you continue on this path, you are going to become a diabetic and your lifespan is going to be shown by 10 years. That was scared the hell out of me because I was like, wow. And then while I was eating unhealthy, like my one meal consisted of extra large pizza with pepperoni and two liters of Coke. I mean, that's just one meal. Imagine three times of that. It's like, it was scary. So I'm like, I got to do something about it. Then I, started Googling and trying to even hire a uh, fitness trainer to help me lose it. Didn't work out because they were going literally by the book. If the book says this, you're supposed to do this, even though I didn't have the flexibility or the strength to do all the activities that person wanted me to do. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm telling the person, the trainer, I'm like, no, you have to do it. The book says, I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. You got, you got to listen to your customer. You have to know what they're doing or capable of doing. You know, you can't just say the book says this, you need to go do 20 push-ups. It doesn't work that way. So I'm like, I'm going to figure this out and then try to play around with the different diets and all that stuff. And believe it or not, there is a, actually a diet that I call, I tried it. And you'll be surprised when I tell you this, there's actually a diet called alcohol diet. And it does help you speed up your metabolism just a little bit. I did that for about two weeks and then flatten out. So try different systems, different kind of diets, the veggie diet, the protein diet, the carbide, the alcohol diet, and the water <laughs> diet, the watermelon diet, you name it. And then I finally figured out that you can particularly pick a diet. Let's say Monday, you start that one particular diet. Tuesday, you eat it. Wednesday, you eat it. Come following Monday, 
the food that you absolutely love to eat, if you try to eat that the week later, your body will reject it. It would know what to do. You will eventually become allergic to it. That's interesting. I, I've actually heard that, that your body is constantly always fighting against what you're doing with it. Like you got to always be mixing it up because otherwise it will, it will start to reject whatever you're doing. So exactly. You, you're, you're like to tell, I tell people like your body is the smartest and the dumbest thing you own. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So then you went into to fitness and then now you're doing podcasting and is that like a spinoff from the fitness too like once you got you figured out the whole fitness thing and you wanted to share your message and all of that kind yep. of stuff i mean it just yeah pretty much because what happened was like after when i was going to the fitness i was like like literally going for like i'm talking eight plus miles like eight to twelve miles walking out in the woods or wherever I could find myself just walking. I was just plugging my headset and start listening to first. It was like the music or like, it was great. You know, you listen to music, you get pumped and everything else. And after a while it gets boring. And then I started listening to podcasts. I did that for three years, nonstop. I listened to every podcast that I found it helpful for me. So I'm like, I thought that was great because this is like education on steroid or on wheels because it's multi-purpose. Unlike your videos, unlike your book, you have to be stationary. You have dedicated time to it. With podcasts, you plug in your earbuds. You can literally do anything. You can go for a walk. You can even do your homework. You mm -hmm. can even edit your videos or podcasts or whatever. Anything you could do because it's mobile. So I listened to it about three years. I'm like, this is great stuff. And like a lot of people, like for example, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, and all those other guys, I have listened to all of their programs and it was amazing. Like, this is great. They have literally changed my life. So at one point after three years of listening to them, I'm like, I need to do something that I should get back. So I went into like, hey, I wanna create a podcast. At the time, I didn't know how to create it because I knew as a consumer level what I needed to do. I just plug in my headset, listen to it, and that's it. But when I decided to become a podcaster, it's a whole nother ball game, especially, you know, when you are trying to interview people from a different time zone, it gets very, very, very <laughs> Yeah, we had, <laughs> we had that situation, huh? <laughs> yeah, very confusing. Like, you know, it's crazy. And then I, like, then I went to the search and like, hey, I want to get a podcast. And just like everybody else, everybody who does this, like, hey, I want to get the best company and I want everything. And I want to be a reasonable price. So Lipson is obviously a big player out there. And then they charge you by the, I think they give you X amount of uh, dollars. You get three podcasts or X amount of podcasts per month. And there are other competitors out there. They're like, hey, you can have, let's say, four podcasts with only $200 or $2,000 or $50,000. So like every single thing, there was a limitation. Like there was not a one single company out there that can offer one account one price, unlimited shows, which means, for example, if I wanted to open a show for fitness industry in January, come February, I want to have another show completely different related to a website. And in June, I want to have another show for podcasting. You cannot do that. So you would have to have multiple different accounts. And for those multiple different accounts, you would have to pay for each one of them. And then I'm like, I need a company that can actually do one account, multiple show, 
no restriction on number of hours or number of downloads or bandwidth and things of that nature. And then also gives you this professional website with no ads whatsoever. So I tried to look for it, couldn't find it. So given the fact that I had a, a web development background, I created a company called Simple Podcast Cloud. And there are a lot of people who I have use the other big company, like for example, Lipson, Podbeans, and they have switched over. And then every single thing about this platform is so easy to use. It is like extremely, extremely simple and very powerful. And it's for what I call as for the podcast from a podcasters. Because I was a podcaster. I know what I want, what all the podcasts are looking for. So you literally go click, 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 and off you go. Simple. That's that. That's awesome. I just love the way like Mark's story goes where like we talked about self-directed learning is so important and that he's just taken those uh, things. In fact, when you're talking about how you couldn't sleep or eat because, you know, you're so into building your website or whatever, that's what I've been trying to tell my audience is illuminated learning is like. It's something that you can't stop doing because it's just such, it's so exciting to you at that time. You know, why do you think it's essential basically for people to become like, a person to become an entrepreneur don't you think like all the good ideas and advice are already you know have already been given out there and why is it so important now to become an entrepreneur i, I think that's a really good question and believe it or not i have not been asked that so i'm so glad <laughs> you asked that and you'd be surprised to know the answer that i'm going to tell you it's because i personally feel you are on this earth for x amount of years and while you are here, you are going to go through different journeys and different paths. Some are good, some are bad. But at the end of the day, when your time comes, what will you do when you look back? What discoveries, what experiences, what good experiences and bad experiences have you had? That's number one. Number two, how many other people have you actually impacted by changing their life? For example, I don't know if you know Tony Robbins or not. That's just one person. Mm -hmm. If that Tony Robbins, when he first started, if you started thinking like, I don't want to do this, there's plenty of people out there who could do things that I have done or I'm thinking of doing it. But the beautiful and amazing part about it is no one can do what you can't do and the way you do it. And the very first time when you try to help somebody, especially in person, right? When you try to help somebody and you see that change instantly. I don't know about you, but when I first saw that, it was like ignited the fire inside me. I'm like, wow, I literally changed somebody's life who's going to have a better life because of this X, Y thing that I did for that person. So for me, it's a little more personal. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's exactly how I feel, you know, that we each have our own mission and things that we're here on the earth to do. And if we just are one of those people that just sit on the sidelines and don't participate in that, we're really almost doing a disservice to the world because, you know, we're meant to be out there you know, sharing our message and, and having our own 
I guess for entrepreneurship, for me, it's always a, something I'm striving for to gain freedom in my life, you know, like that eight to five grind job that you, you know, you don't get to call the shots on and you don't, you don't get to decide. Uh, sometimes is very, uh, it's, 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 to me, it's, it feels like a form of slavery in a way because I'm not that, I mean, they're paying you and they're treating you well and stuff, but, but it's still, it may not be the thing that you're meant to or called to do and and you it may be you know maybe you're working for somebody who it is exactly what you feel like your life's mission is but i think it's cool when we can you know take the bull by the horns and really make it work ourselves so before we get into i'd love for you to point out like how we can go ahead and start this journey but before we do that i want to know how you feel like your paradigm has changed over time and with experience you know we talked about your beginning project of you know being a photographer and how that went to website creation and then that went to i'm trying to remember all the steps but all those fitness, different places, the fitness the podcast the yeah. and then the podcasting and, um but how do you feel like your your paradigm has changed over time and experiences you've moved through all those different industries and made every one of them thrive and work you know what would that message paradigm change be I think the very first time when my, one of my businesses, when I tried it and compared to my fourth business now, it's like one thing I learned for sure, no matter which industry, wherever in the part of the world you really are, whatever business that decide to open, whether it be your first business or hundredth business, you just need to accept one thing and one thing only, that you're going to fail no matter what. That's given. If you don't fail, you're not going to succeed. We will return to our show afterward from our sponsors. For the ultimate in backcountry comfort, check out the high quality gear of Teton Hammock Company. Whether you're going on an overnight trip or a week-long adventure, the ultralight outdoor equipment from the Teton Hammock Company will keep you warm, dry, and sleeping like a baby. Their products are made of top quality materials that outperform all others. Check them out at tetonhammocks.com with an S. That is tetonhammocks.com. Hang with the best, Teton Hammock Company. Now back to the episode. So the thing that now in my point in life was like, I know I'm going to fail, but how do I move forward, continue? That's the biggest thing that most people do. Because like some people, like I know you may know somebody. I know a lot. I know a lot of people. They only fail like a handful of time and they just give up. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people that fail like thousand times and everybody's like, you are a horrible person. You don't know what you're doing. And then they still continue. The question that begs to be asked is, why are those people who fail thousand times, they continue to move forward? Let me ask you this. Why do you think that's the case? Uh, I don't know because <laughs> I was actually just complaining to my husband just the other day. Like, why do I keep doing this one? But I, I do think it's part of that illuminated learning, like we talked about before, where it's just a drive. Like, I just can't stop. I can't give it up, you know, whatever, because it's just something I guess I feel like I'm meant to do. Do you know what I mean? Is that where you're going with that? Or It varies from person to person. Some people are like, I just enjoy the process. That's why I do it. Other are like, I like the end result to it. It's like the story, I'll tell you this. Like say a grandfather takes a kid to a mountain 
And then throughout the whole journey up on top of the mountain, the grandfather tells him like, hey, you're going to be really excited by the time you get to the top. And tells him like different, different stories. And the kid is like really excited about it. Like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. By the time we get to the top, we're going to see this amazing view. The air is going to be fresh and so on and so forth. And then the grandfather tells the kids, by the time you get to the top, you're going to have this reward that I'm going to give it to you. And you get there. And grandfather and the kid get to the top. They see this amazing view. And the kid's like, where's my reward? Grandfather picks up a rock. He's like, this is your reward. And the kid goes, that sucks. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to have a trophy or something. But the point of the story is like, from point A when you're starting and point B that you're ending, is in between. That's where your character is built. And you are actually doing things that is going to help you move forward. And the reason why you are not getting what you want right now at this very point in time is because two things. One, you need to suffer more, <laughs> like point blank. And number two, you're not ready yet. Because if you're ready, like going back to the whole midnight test, then you could get up in the middle of the night and come up with a solution of whatever the problem is. Well, that's interesting. That's, that's very interesting. Well, and that reward, like you said, like a lot of people think of business, like if you own your own business, you're going to immediately be a millionaire and all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of people don't want to start a business because they don't have the money to do so. Like, what do you tell to both ends of that spectrum of people who don't get started because they don't have money and then people that do it, but they don't ever see the money at the end? You know, it's so interesting you brought that up and also a great point. It's like, you know, people who don't have money, the only reason why they do it is because they want money. And I promise you, by the time you make to six, seven figures, if you ask those people, like, what matters more is the thing you do or is it the money that you do it for? None of them, I promise you, will say it's because of the money. It's because of that, that drive, the inner passion. And I was like, hey, I love it. If you want me to do this for free, I'll do it. And most of them will do it. Like, for example, the Bill Gates, the Chief Steve Jobs, rest his peace. And, you know, they will never care about the money. The only thing they really, really care about is actually what I believe is doing something that they have done yesterday, better today, and better tomorrow, so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, and I was just listening to a podcast that talked about a guy who had sold his business for like a hundred million dollars and really had at that point, he could just be sitting around like doing nothing. And he did a week of that. And his wife is like, could you please go back to work? <laughs> because I mean, she loved having him around and stuff, but she just realized that he had reason and a purpose for life. It wasn't, you know, she didn't want him to go back to work to make more money. She wanted him to go back to work to feel fulfilled you know, to be doing the thing that, that you love. So yeah, if you can continue to do the thing that you love, that's definitely a plus for it. And let's talk maybe about more of your message because I mean, what you say in your bio is basically of being able to, you help people run successful online businesses and profitable online businesses. So let's kind of go through, do you have like three key points or messages about running a successful or a profitable online business? Yes, because the thing that you, everybody needs to identify because the success 
means different things to people. To some people, it's money. Some people, it's relationships. Some people, it is just being happy. So it depending on what success means to you. So identify that. So let's go with the people who are like, hey, success means money. I want to make a million dollars. So how do you get a million dollar made in one year? It's not by writing a sales copy. It's not by writing a fancy schmancy website. I promise you that's not the case. And this is the guy who knows how to build a website. It's about having relationship with people and talk to them like people. Because at the end of the day, they're the one who's going to pull out their ATM card and pay for whatever you want to pay for. So another example I can give you is let's say if you have a, a need to buy a car, you can get a regular car, like a Hyundai car from like a regular local shop. And then you can go to Lexus and get another car. Car is a car is a car. But if you go to your regular local dealer and you try to buy a car, you're going to get an experience where a person might not treat you the right way. Because people want to feel important. And then if you go to Lexus dealer, they will treat you like you have a million dollar and they want to make sure they get it. So they will do everything you want to get. So, or or another way to look at it, and this is a great example. It's like a, a, a females who go to a, let's just say a salon and one salon, I'll pick a name, Judy. Judy goes to a salon and neighborhood X and she gets there and then she gets introduced and she goes right to the chair and she sits there, get her haircut and nothing happens. Even exchange service, nothing really happened. Got a haircut point being less that. And she gets out of the salon and is like, well, it was okay, whatever. Right. And then salon B, she goes to it. She gets introduced. People are smiling. She gets offered a coffee, a tea or bagel or whatever. She feels like she's being valued. She's being like, she's feeling very important. Let me ask you this, which salon will Julie recommend to her friends, A or B? Well, I would definitely say B because <laughs> yeah, she feels valued and that she feels important. Plus she's getting maybe little extra benefits that she might not get by going to the first one for sure. Right. So it's, it's never about the money. It's never about the, you know, the gadgetry, whatever. It's all about service based. It's human interaction because human buy from humans. They don't buy from like machines. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. So that's two, having relationships with people, helping them feel important, giving value to your customers. Do you have anything else to add? To Another that? thing would be like, make sure you build a mega credibility with your customer base that you currently have. And the obvious question would be, how do I do that? It's very simple. You do the things that you say you're going to do. Simple as that. For example, if you are a, let's just go back to, let's pick another business, pick another business. Give me another business. Uh, Any random business. Um, well, um, the one that I'm interested in that you talked about is creating courses online that people will buy. I guess that would be a teacher maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. All right. Let's, let's stay with that. Let's say you have a online business for people like a video business, right? Uh, let's actually do a course study. What course would you like to do? Create. Okay. For me, I would definitely create a, like a homeschooling course that helps parents be able to mentor their children in a good way. 
basically. Like, Who will be your ideal client? When I say ideal client, meaning you talk to that one specific client and that client is ready to give you money for this course. Uh, well, definitely parents who are looking, especially in this age of COVID where schools are all up in the air and we have no idea what's going to be happening. I'd love to coach parents to be able to, you know, take control of their children's education so that they're not reliant on a school system, basically. So that would be the person that I would search for. Are you going for both parents or one particular parent, meaning mom or dad or mom, dad, both? Well, I'm finding out that usually, yeah, mom and dad, both, because it used to be kind of the woman's, you know, job to do. But the more I interact with people, the more I realize that like all parents are caring about this, you know, a lot of them are tag teaming it to basically to create better education for their kids. Okay. So we got that person you have an ideal client. So what kind of, you said homeschooling, is a specific homeschooling course or like in general? Well, just kind of in general, I guess. I mean, how to create kids that are self-directed, how to, you know, try to foster good relationships in your family, especially when they're home all the time or, you know, you're in the process of teaching them. So, I mean, definitely market it to probably, especially in the age of COVID, probably homeschoolers or people who want to homeschool or how to do that. Definitely probably that side. Maybe I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> okay. I, I think because like, see, these are the question that you want to ask yourself because the more and more specific you get, the better your course will be. So when you say generalization, like homeschool, great homeschool for which age group, four-year-old, five-year-old, 10-year-old, 20-year-old, which group, you know what I mean? So if you Pacific down, like, hey, I want to, let's say four-year-old, right? Just for giggles. And then you're going to have a different level of communication going to that particular uh, group. So let's just start with that four-year-old group, right? So how do you build a mega credibility from that particular four-year-old group? So you teach somebody a specific thing that most four-year-old have. So a problem would be, do you know anybody who has a four-year-old has a problem? <laughs> well, there's lots of problems with four-year-olds. <laughs> trying to get four-year-olds to do what, you know, you would like them to do or trying to get, you know, better communication with a four-year-old because four-year-olds don't know how to communicate. <laughs> so. Correct. So let's just go with that. So I would say let's stick with communication or discipline. So you want your kid to do whatever you want him or her to do. Would that be all right? Yeah. All right, cool. So let's move on. So number one trip you want to show with your video course people, ideal client is, hey, how do you discipline your kid the right way? What's the right way? Most people, when they think of disciplining the kid, they shout at them. And what that means is the four-year-old kid is right here and the adult is like up here. So it's like a teacher versus pupil or God versus Goliath or whatever you want to call it. And then when somebody you want to influence or build a mega credibility with, you want to make sure in that person's eyes, you are just like them. They have to understand that you are just like them. If they don't feel that you're just like them, they're not going to listen to anything you say. So for four-year-old kid, it's a very, very simple trick. All you do is scooch down to their eye level. So where you are looking at their eyes and they're looking at your eyes so you don't have to look up and, you know, 
like, oh my God, you're a person, you don't, you don't know me, blah, blah, blah. Literally get down to the eye level and you look them straight in the eye and you don't shout because shouting doesn't work. <laughs> Rather to the contrary, believe. You could try all you want. You could shout, 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 shout. Think about it this way. If somebody shout, shouts at you, what do you, first, the very first response you want to have? Uh, well, you shout back and then you, <laughs> you shut off your ears because you don't think that person cares about you. And so you don't want to hear what they have to say. Exactly. The kid's the same way. I mean, human beings the same way. It doesn't matter what age group you are. You could be two-year-old. Well, two-year-old is not that much. But four-year-old and above, they're going to the same way. You shout at them, one, they're going to get scared. And they're not going to do what you want them to do because they're afraid. And then also later down the road, it leads to like a low self-esteem and things. And then nature is like a whole bunch of other problems. So, you know, so that's not what you want to do. So you get to the level and the best way to actually scare somebody it's not by shouting. It's just looking at them without saying anything. That <laughs> yeah. is that. Well, and then, they, and then what, what will happen is like when you do that, and then in their mind, which is human psychology, that they will start to think, well, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Like, is something wrong? Like, I, I don't understand, but you're not saying anything. And then there's a process called tonality. Have you known about that? Like voice tonality, how to control your tone, and then that way you keep build more authority and uh-huh. more scarcity and things of that nature. Yeah. So literally what do you do is like, for example, let's just role play, right? So let's say you are four-year-old and I'll look at you like, let's pick a name for you. A cute name. What do you think? <laughs> well, so this is the, the course that you would develop, but how do right. you make it successful? Like, so this is all based on, you know, how to deal with a four-year-old, how to talk with a four-year-old, you know, how do you That's end what I'm up? Saying. So, so, so that, that would be, that would be video number one. Okay. So you teach that particular one trick, how to communicate with that four-year-old with the scarcity thing that I just told you. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around, you obviously tell other people about it. How do you tell other people about it? You could do one or two things. One way is the manual work where you go in the world and then you tell everybody. Number two would be to actually go network with other people who may be in the same industry, for example, schools and other teachers, whatever. The fastest way would be actually a Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. to go get the yeah, word in social that. media um, yeah. yep social media obviously get the facebook ad or youtube ad and there's a whole bunch of other ad network are a little more affordable than other ones but facebook is the most easiest one to do it and then once you get that and then best way that i found is that normal funnels or sales funnels what they are is like hey you watch the video you enter your email and then you get this another video and then you get down to the royal where you get emails right away blah 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 that works, but there's a better way. A better way would be like, watch this video, book a call with me, and then we are face-to-face. And then any question they may potentially have, you can answer them right away. And it's a lot more profitable, promise you, a lot more profitable rather than your standard one course. And you do that for five different people, or five different calls. The reason why you want to do that is once you learn what are some of the same questions you're being asked again and again and again? Then you have a valid course that people want to buy because those are the problems people are asking you again. And then you take those five uh, testimonial videos that you have recorded, obviously, when you, whenever you have a Zoom call or any other alternative, then you create the course out of that. Because if you're going in thinking that you know about 
X, Y, and Z industry or expertise, you are right here because you're an expert. People who are just starting out, they may not even know what you're talking about or what language or lingo you're talking about. Like, I don't know what X, Y, and Z is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Definitely. So, but if you specifically ask, if they specifically ask you a question related to the problem they're having, then you go like, oh, psh, that's easy. I could do that in my sleep, you know, or make the whole midnight test. That's, that's great. So what do you feel like you've learned from mentoring other people? This sounds like something, I mean, as a lifestyle and entrepreneur, you definitely are showing us that we take things in our lives and we learn about them and then we turn around and we can teach the knowledge that we have. But, you know, what have you learned by actually helping people start their own businesses? The one of the biggest things that I've seen it over and over and over and over again is the mindset pretty much. It will take a person a very short period of time if they take action after action after action after action as compared to just think, 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 think. So the way I tell people like, hey, just know that you're going to fail point blank. Think 20% and then take action 80%. Even if the wrong action, something is better than nothing. If you go, let's say Monday morning, you go and take an action. By the Wednesday come, whatever action you took on Monday didn't work. Okay, great. Now that you learned that didn't work, let's try something else. Mm-hmm. Try something else. Try something else until you get it. And eventually, I promise you, it's a universal law. You're going to get it. If yeah. you don't get it, you're going to meet somebody else who will help you get there. And then also, speaking of which, meet somebody else. If you don't know anything, you hire somebody, a mentor or expert who will like, hey, I want to pay you for an hour and teach me all the things you know because that's the fastest way to get ahead in life. Like literally you get somebody who's been doing this for 10 plus year or 20 plus year. They know everything that you possibly haven't even thought about. Mm-hmm. They will tell you, don't take that route because it's going to lead you to more power. Like for example, I know website creation. I have built my own content management system, literally similar to WordPress. And now if somebody asks me like, Hey, should I go into web development? Like don't do it. If you're a business person, don't go to web development. Because it will take you literally five years to learn everything else. And knowing the fact that web technology is moving so fast, every other month or every three months is a new technology comes in and you want to learn that. It'll be a literally waste of your time. Yeah. You hire somebody else and that's that. That's what I advise any business person to do that. Yeah. Well, and sometimes too, if it's something that, you know, let's say you're passionate about photography, but building the website is like, uh, it's, you know, above your, your skills or whatever, but you're like, well, I'm trying to save money. And, but sometimes that can put the fire of the thing that you love to do out because it's so frustrating to do the other stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of my feeling about, I mean, sometimes we just have to hire the expert to do it. And then, you know, sometimes it's worth the money basically and then you can yeah, doing the thing that you yeah definitely mentoring i am finding is definitely worth the money whatever you can afford whatever thing or skill you need hire a mentor if it, that person saves you 10 hours worth of headache per week it is worth its gold and like every penny of it yes because exactly. that 10 hours can accumulate into thousand hours across the like next three months yeah definitely 
So what do you feel like are some habits in your personal life that help expand your learning and then also to, you know, to help have better success in your life? Uh, one of them is like, which is a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> is like, I, I just don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Like, you know, and then also like what I know now is like whenever thing that I'm good at and if I want to mentally challenge myself i go to completely different thing and try to do that because that way my way of thinking changes and i go back to the original problem i can solve it very quickly so always try new things like for example i know for industry right so like three weeks ago i didn't know anything about woodworks i'm like i don't even know how to read tape measurement that's how horrible i was and i'm like you know what i'm gonna build myself a little a flower pot a standing flower pot and literally it took me one month trying to understand like how to do that. And then that particular process itself taught me the art and the beautiful thing about being perfect. Because in woodwork, if you are building a, let's say closet, if you're off by one, I don't know if you know much about measurement or not, if you're off by like one sixteenth of a uh, inch, it can make a lifetime difference. I mean, that's small of a detail. Like, before that, I'm like, I don't know. It's like cut it half an inch or whatever, but small detail definitely comes in hand. So that new enlightenment going to a different industry, trying to learn something like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. If I apply the same mindset into my industry, like for example, podcasting, and then go into detail in that and trying to figure out like, hey, who is my ideal client? right? What does that person want? What can I give that person that really need it right now? Or if I'm programming a screen for my podcasting company, Simple Podcast Cloud, and then every single screen, how can I make sure when that person clicks on it the very first time and they go through the process, it's smooth sailing, all great. And then next time, when they have like only five seconds to upload a podcast, what cannot make sure that everything that they do wrong, it will still work fine. So all the problems ahead of time, I think of it. So small details that come in handy. That's cool. And, and how you can apply your learning in a variety of different ways, I think is really important too. So, yep. so, I mean, we've talked about how you have moved from, you know, different things that you like to learn, but what do you feel like are some long-term goals that you have for yourself and how does that work into a legacy that you hope to leave? Uh, probably uh, that's, wow, you are asking really good questions. <laughs> I have not asked those before. So thank you for asking those amazing, insightful questions. So the legacy would be like, I want to get to the point where I can actually go out and speak in public. So inspire other people and to start their own businesses. That's what I want to do. Uh, and I think like we talked about that entrepreneurship and, and the things that we learn by doing is so important. That's great. Well, give us some parting advice and then let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you. Maybe somebody wants to do some coaching with you. Do you have programs that you offer like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, there, you can literally go to a mark kumar.com and then there's the contact form you can fill that up and then get with me and then you and i will work together to find a specific need that you have that we can try to help you move forward a lot faster and then as far as that parting advice would be 
master your skills. If you don't know, have a skill, get really, really, really good at whatever job that you are doing right now, whether it'll be working at McDonald's, whether it'll be an accountant, whether it'll be whatever, get really good at. And how do you know you're really good at? If someone within the company with a different department can recommend you, you're the greatest in that particular field, you're getting good at because that's the number one skill you absolutely have to have before you can even dive into becoming an entrepreneur. And then part two, whatever skill that you got really good at, at work. So you work from nine to five at work. Take that same skill from six to 10, trying to monetize it after work. So create a side hustle. Well, and a lot of people, and that's what they want. They want something, you know, that they can kind of be doing to make extra money or something, especially in our world anymore. And then, like I said, with COVID, it just expounded that where people are all of a sudden finding themselves jobless, uh, definitely for sure. So I, yeah. I love the the idea too, that we, you know, constantly have the curiosity um, and then always be improving your skill no matter what it is. I think those are really valuable things that you teach. And, and the fact that like that work ethic that you also talked about, even if it's just working at McDonald's, if we can try to be the best person working at McDonald's, that improves that work ethic, which will help with entrepreneurship. What valuable tips. I really appreciate that. Again, we've been chatting with Mark Kumar. He has a website at markkumar.com. He also has a YouTube channel and Instagram, and I'm going to be sure to link all of those connections with him on our website as well. But thank you so much, Mark, for coming on and teaching us about, you know, how to be a lifestyle entrepreneur and continually be, you know, sharing the things that we're learning. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's definitely been a pleasure and I wish you much, much success in your podcast and in your business. You know, it's been truly been a blast. Thank you for allowing me to come into your show. Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. Music featured in this episode from Scott Holmes. To learn more about our podcast, check us out at theluminousmind.net.